So. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the snort is going to go at the front of this podcast. No. To find out what that's about, stay on till the end. Okay, anyway. This episode of the Student Housing Insight Podcast is sponsored by Euphorus VR. Leasing a new development or a property that is going through a facelift requires its leasing staff to present to the prospects an illustration of what the property will look like and feel like when that prospect moves in. Nothing delivers that illustration better than a virtual reality tour. But not all VR designs are created equal. Euphorus VR is leading the way in high-quality VR tours for all real estate sectors, but they really have a passion for student housing, and it comes through in their work. I'm currently using Euphorus on a project for one of my clients, and I was blown away at how realistic their work is. I shared it with the interior designer of the project, and she actually canceled the interior photo shoot because she felt like her work was better represented by Euphorus than what her photographer could do after the project was delivered. Imagine how that quality will translate to a prospect. And if your property is already delivered, but you realize your website just isn't converting traffic into tours, it's because your model isn't open at 10 p.m. Euphorus can help you as well by photo scanning your model unit and your amenities so prospects can tour anytime they want when it's convenient for them. So check them out at euphorus.com. That's U-F-O-R-S.com. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees. So, guys, we are we are starting to close out 2019, and we are in the last seven weeks or so of the year. Uh, here at, at Student Housing Insight, we, we've already done a lot of reflection in the past few weeks about this past year, and we're now planning out 2020. And, and, you know, making this conversion into, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and running a company that that is more media focused uh, versus the the day in and day out of, of student housing and being on site and operating the assets. Um, it, I've, I've got an appreciation for that because with with student housing, we really don't get that opportunity to to reflect and and then think about how we're going to change things going forward. We have to do that as we're finishing out a leasing season and as we're starting a new one. So at our last two regional summits in, in Waco and in Charlotte, we put a panel together just to talk about what everyone learned in 2019 and how we planned on altering things for the 2020 lease-up cycle. We called the session Rearview Mirrors and Windshields. So in this episode, we're going to play the panel from our Southeast Summit in Charlotte, which was moderated by Kevin Seeley, president at Vallejo Student. And the panelists included Ashley Elise, who is a regional leasing and marketing manager for Landmark, uh, Nishan Cook, who is the CEO at Resident Reach, 
and Sam Wynn, who's the director at Agency 53. So these guys are not only seeing things at the at the ground level, at the leasing offices and, and on campus, but they are also seeing it from a social media engagement and a digital spin perspective as well. This is one of those episodes where you are going to want to take notes and make sure you pick up on the things that surprised these guys this past year and how they are adjusting. So let's push play and I'll have some important announcements for you on the other side. So this panel is called Rear View Mirrors and Windshields and kind of like it's kind of diving into where we stood last year, like things that went well, things that didn't go well and how we're going to adjust and move forward um, in the future. But it's funny because this week I actually heard or somebody asked me a question. They said, Willie, why is it that you think the windshield is so much bigger than the rearview mirror? And they said, because what comes, what's coming before you is so much better than what's behind you. And I was like, yeah, no, that's huge. I loved it. And it's crazy because when I got here today, I had the opportunity to both explore the past and where we're going in the future because I had a little taste of nostalgia with this gentleman right here. Um, Because when I first came into student housing, this was the first voice that I heard on every single property management call, every single underperformance call. We're not going to talk about those, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) he was always there, right? And um, so I have the esteemed pleasure of giving you guys that same privilege of meeting somebody who has a wealth of knowledge from, you know, the C-suite level, being the president of Campus Crest Communities, correct? Vallejo now. And now Vallejo. Yeah, no, I was going to get there. I got you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and now Vallejo, right? And I mean, they're coming in and they're taking over and they're doing just a lot of great things. And I wanted to introduce you guys to the president of Vallejo, Mr. Kevin Seeley. Hey, well, first off, I definitely appreciate uh, this being put on. So, Wes, you know, fantastic job. This is a a lot uh, bigger turnout than I expected. So, Uh, There's a lot more faces that I'm now having to speak to. I thought this was like three or four people. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, But uh, but yeah, so, you know, I've I've been in student housing space um, since about 2006 and I've held multiple different roles from um, being in the regional manager role to doing training programs to implementing RealPage um, at Campus Crest, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, And and of course, now at Vallejo Group, which is a a new company that we've, we've started um, back in student housing and, and had our first property open in Clemson uh, about a month ago. Um, well, we're still opening it um, in some aspects. But, um, but yeah, so I so have a lot of uh, experience and, and like everybody else in this room, which seemed like is a true passion for student housing and definitely don't ever want to get out of it. And as you just saw on the other panel, there's a lot of different avenues that you can take within the industry to still be able to stay in it, whether you want to continue to go up in, in the role that you're doing, continue to get up levels, whether you want to go into the partnership side of things, whatever it may be. So there's a lot of different opportunities. Um, and, and I've got the amazing opportunity to sit here um, with these three individuals, uh, one of which, uh, Ashley, I've also been able to work with in the past. Um, and she's a regional marketing and leasing manager at Landmark. Um, so start off and tell us a little bit about you. Alrighty. Um, so thanks, Kevin. Um, as Willie mentioned and Kevin mentioned, I also came from Campus Crest. So yes, it's like a big reunion almost, I kind of feel like. But currently, I'm working with Landmark Properties out of Athens, Georgia. Um, I work as their regional leasing marketing manager over the southeast uh, region. 
So uh, I really help a lot more with marketing, branding, and strategies to help push leasing, but not only that, but to increase kind of like the overall experience at our sites for our residents as well as for our employees. So um, that's where my big focus is. And then next up we have Nate Cook, who's co-founder um, and CEO of Resident Reach. Um, so, so really working on, on that piece of the business and, and how you have engaging posts and, and really making that reach. So if you could tell us a little bit about your company and about your background. Yeah, so my name's Nay, just like you whip and you nene, the dance. And uh, my full name's Nishan. My mom would kill me if I didn't say that. And um, we help student housing properties fill empty beds faster. And we do that by tapping into the lead generation of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I noticed a lot of people were spending time there. I started um, as that role. They created a role at a property in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Grand Valley State University, if anyone's familiar. And um, I was responsible for using social media to fill beds. And so I got our followers up. I built this system for posting. We're using Hootsuite. I'm like, we're everywhere. We had the most followers in the market. And the engagement rate was there. So they were real followers. And um, then the owner came in and said, oh, man, this is great. But um, how many beds have we filled? How many leases have we signed? How many of you guys get that question in terms of marketing? Right? Cool. And uh, I was like, what? You know, I, I'm, I'm like the, we got followers, you know, like we're the, you don't understand who we are. Like we, we get engagement. Um, so uh, that kind of opened up the whole book of like, whoa, okay, the whole purpose of this is lead generation. And then how do those leads actually convert? And then how can we still have an entertainment focused approach to lead generation and having data behind it? So that's, that's all we do. And yeah. Awesome. And of course, last but not least, is Sam Wen, who's uh, Director of Accounts at Agency 53. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, thank you. Um, so Agency 53 is a full-service marketing agency. We're out of Denver, Colorado. Um, we work with a handful of operators and then asset managers. The partnerships really kind of tend to find them, uh, find them where themselves. But um, we do everything from branding to design to monument signage to web development all the way to the full service of digital suites. So as Nay was saying, I think we kind of walked through the door when people were like, how much did it cost to get that person in bed? Like, how can we bring this back? So tying back meaningful data, making that into information, and you know, empowering operators to make better marketing decisions is what our goal is. Awesome. Well, I think you know, with the session, we're going to take a quick look back and just you know, kind of see, okay, what, what worked last year, what didn't, um, but then spend a lot of time also on, on how we're gonna implement and change things for the current time, because as everybody knows right now, everybody is in full swing uh, for leasing. Um, some markets, of course, that are already leasing and very far ahead, um, and some that are getting ready to start. So I know a lot of this information uh, that these three panelists have will, will be very beneficial to you. So I think one thing, it'd be nice just to kind of look back, let's start here with you, Sam, is what is one thing from, from your your history last year that is something that you learned, something that you know, uh, uh, something that you had to overcome, and that you're kind of like, okay, well, we're going to fix that, and, and that's how we're going to move forward into this next year on the on your platform. Yeah, I mean, I, I smile just because we we were talking about this down in LeaseCon a couple of weeks ago in Dallas. Um, Facebook, man, they just like just grab you and just keep squeezing out like what you how you can target with everything with fair housing and with HUD and. Um, it, it rolled out in about two phases in 2019. You know, we hit a little bit of it in April, and then on August 26th, they dropped, you know, the final um, final restrictions on how we could kind of 
target different users. And for student housing, at Agency 53, we work in several verticals. We work in senior multifamily and self-storage as well. And student, you know, it was so much more beneficial advertising on Facebook because you really have so many different categories, so many different shared interests and ways that you can get in front of the right users. And um, I think a lot of the industry got scared. You know, a lot of people were like, is this still going to be an effective avenue to market to people? Um, you know, with Instagram obviously being a placement on Facebook and where the majority of students are today when it comes to social networks, it's, it's not going anywhere in, in my point. I mean, I know Nay has a lot, of, a lot to say about this, Ashley, as well, um, in terms of organic content and the importance of that. But in addition to the paid advertising, uh, what we really discussed is it really leveled the playing field. You know, that everything changed, but it changed for everyone. So just ensuring that you, know, you guys have proper tactics in place to overcome these new restrictions and still make sure that you're delivering a quality message to a qualified audience and being able to track that back, is um, that was probably the largest thing we overcame. So we, uh, in a, the short of the long is, we kind of got wind of this about a month before it happened. So we ran a test on how we could basically take these new limited audiences and still create our own audience to market to on Facebook. So there's there's ways of doing it. You know, you can, we typically use a lot of landing pages for a lot of our work and not getting too in the weeds there, but what that allows us to do is if we can qualify the audience before they get to that landing page, then we can collect our ad data and our audience data off of Facebook platforms and kind of bypass that to create what was previously look-alike audiences and are now special ad audiences under the new restrictions to still kind of bypass this. So I think, you know, kind of going back to all that, the landscape's ever-changing. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest cliche people can say in digital marketing, but this year certainly held that very true. Um, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just something to be aware of. Awesome. And I think to kind of continue on that, you know, you mentioned you know, when you were first at that job and you, you, you created all these followers and you got this engagement, but, but now how have you kind of taken that and said, okay, now I can actually put a, a number of leases behind that. I can put a return behind what you're doing and, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, one, in terms of targeting for Facebook, I was talking with the Facebook people and you can actually target, one of the ways you can target based on engagement. So people who are engaging with your profile, you can actually target those people. And so it's not based on age, location, things like that. So now this goes into people, if you focus more on your organic strategy, you can now tap into that. So if we run a campaign that's not getting leads, it's like, uh, it's just getting engagement. And it's like, oh man, you know, how's this gonna add to dollars? So like, oh, just wait. Cause then we're gonna come back and target all those people with an offer. Um, yeah, so I hope that makes sense. And then I forgot the question because I was thinking about that so much. Just talking about ROI. Yeah, just more about, the, you know, like how do we actually now can we say yeah. all these posts and the way that we're doing posts and tracking them so that we know like these these types of posts, and it may be market to market, but that their, their effectiveness and tracking that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so how many of you guys run like ads on Instagram or Okay, well, I think you should be, first off. And then how many of you guys are running ads on YouTube? Okay, so this shows like the opportunity that there is for um, properties that do so, right? And so we get into one of the most important metrics is cost per lead. So when we run ads, we're talking about lead generation. We're not, I don't go to a property or an asset manager and say, yeah, you know, we were seen about this many times. And then, um, you know, people clicked about 20 times. And, uh, you know, we got about a million impressions. It's like, 
cool. <laughs> You're fired, right? So we, we're talking cost per lead. We're talking about leads generated. We're talking about the conversion rate on those leads. And we see a higher conversion rate that's about four times the national average on leads that are coming from these platforms because they're engaged there and it's where they want to be. Um, they're not on apartments.com and you're there with all your other competitors. Google, you're just paying to reach the top and hopefully your SEO is on point. And that's not saying those things aren't needed, but, um, yeah, we focus on lead generation, cost per lead, and then the conversion rate on those leads. So you have then some form of opt-in page um, to then be able to know how much your ad spend. You can set up those conversion um, tracking, and I know Sam knows a lot about that stuff too, and probably Ashley as well. But yeah, so <laughs> just like conversion tracking, I don't know if that answers the question. Well, um, it does, yeah. because I mean, that's that's a really big thing for us is as, as we try to plan our budget and say, okay, you know, how are we going to, where are we going to put money first off? And, you know, then I've got to, if I have $10,000 in my marketing budget, which now is actually not even close, it's way larger than that, you know, and then I've got somebody that's running the marketing leasing program, like Amanda that's sitting out there. I might only tell her I've got 5000 because I know she's going to go over anyway because money's just, that's how it is. But, you know, where, where do you see the trends and, like, how much money, you know, we're having to, to put into certain different posts and whether you know it's an ILS service or whether we're going to put more into Instagram or other paid ads and things like that or where, where are you going with that? Um, so basically what I kind of explain to my teams is get in where it's hot and develop there more but then notice where you can also improve along the way. So you're strengthening your strengths already but you're also developing where you're weak at. Um, so mostly for my team's um, video content is where it's at. Um, they want to see movement. They want to see life behind it. It's not just a stock photo anymore. Um, so that's where we're, we're putting a lot of emphasis there, um, in addition to ads on Instagram, and in addition to ads on Google and Facebook and stuff like that. But um, really, um, I guess you could say investing in video. Um, and that's just because people want to see, is this real? Like, oh, this feels really good. Versus you just off a photo, it's, it's a nice photo, but am I really going to get that? Um, it's that appeal of real versus the facade. And that's really what we, we kind of push for for this year. Yeah, and Sam, you had talked about, you know, especially on some of those posts and making sure that it's, you're, you're putting people in that experience and it's not just those stock photos because everybody's got resort style pools and all these other dog parks and different amenities but like you talked about what's going to happen in that space what can what can i expect because the picture looks really cool but like what's going to happen in that amenity space what kind of events are going to happen what's the property really trying to do and solving a problem for me that i need in student housing so can you talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely i mean going back in terms of you know, everything, you've got $10,000 a month to invest, you know, make sure that you're working with a partner that can give you that line of return back. Um, when it comes to the different marketing channels, you know, you want to be looking at not only just your cost per lead, but your cost per lease coming off of those. So with all the, I know we were giving nice shout outs to Entrada before, so we'll jump in there as well. Um, but <laughs> integrating with leasing portals and not only being able to send your data into them, but also pull theirs back out once it's been in there along with other data such as that lead generation mix and where where is my traffic coming from where are my leads that are turning into leases coming from um, on the social side um, getting back to that we've seen such an uptick in lifestyle imagery um, it's 
it's kind of one of those things where you know you don't see when you see an ad on TV for Nike, you just don't see like a bunch of shoes in a store, right? You see people like running through the mountains, like doing these crazy triathlons and all of that. So treat your property like a product. Um, I think it in our office we refer to it as a product all the time because it gets us in that mentality of how can we engage with it? How can we really show it off? Um, we talk about what's the best angle of your property, you know, not just the resort style pool, but can we create a lifestyle video in there showing people engaging with it? People want to see it in use. Um, and when you talk about engagement rates, especially on these social media platforms, you know, people talk about different movement and different things like that, and you've got six seconds. Um, so make, make sure it's great to get them to click into it. But I think straying away from just the community photos and really investing in good content is what's going to sell. There's plenty of great providers that can distribute that content for you, but ensuring that that content's quality is something that I would really take a look at when you're doing your budgets for 2020. I just want to piggyback off of that because you mentioned something that I actually just got done coaching um, a team in Raleigh on. Uh, I asked my team, what's your favorite company or brand out there? For me personally, I'm huge on Disney. Uh, love it. Uh, I'm huge on Coca-Cola, addicted. And when we look at those things, there is a lot of different products that they're, they have and they have available, but where we buy into it is the brand itself. It's the, the, the things that tie us to it that we say, you know, that's me. I connect there. Um, so I really have been pushing and coaching of um, building on the experience, building on that lifestyle, building on that, ex that experience of this could be me, this is us, this could be you, um, and really kind of um, developing on that a little bit more. Awesome. And then one thing, Nate, that you talked about from, from different things was um, leasing up with an entertainment focus, and you talked about um, the, the challenges and things like that that you can do to kind of create more engagement. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so first off, I think it's organization. You know, so I did stand up. I opened up for a guy from SNL. Right. I was in Laugh Fest. If anyone's familiar with that, and um, that's that's like our whole approach to the content that we create. So what's cool about us, not to make us sound amazing or anything, but we actually create the videos that we distribute. So rather than hey, hopefully you guys have. A really dope video that we can use for this ad because if you do we're gonna blow it up but it's like hey um, if you have photos that are at least good and I know a lot of people invest into that then we can turn that into a really cool video and so um, I would be intentional also with your content so we have this um, guide seven must-have tools for every student housing marketer and it's at that table back there that has the banner resident reach over it so I literally have more copies I have enough copies for everyone here to have like three of them. So um, take as many as you need for your team and stuff like that. But one of the tools in here is a content calendar. And this is all free. Nothing nothing is, I just want to make that clear. At least Con, I brought it too. And people are like, oh, how much is it? I'm like, it's free, you know? Um, so we don't sell booklets. Um, maybe we should. If you guys are interested, let me know. Uh, <laughs> upsell. But... Yeah, uh, it's a calendar for being able to organize your content. Because what I learned is that it's, oh man, we need to post on Instagram today. Wait, did we post? Did we, okay, we need to do three a week. Oh man, we didn't post. Okay, get go go get that picture of the mug and uh, here you do a boomerang and hold the mug and go like this, right? And now it's, come get your mug. We're available right and you now. You love boomerang videos, right? That's <laughs> no, my that's favorite. my yeah. That's no, no. <laughs> it's like what am I? Okay, we won't go there, but. Um, 
if you're more proactive, if you have the time to think like, oh, National Puppy Day is two weeks from now, so now we can think what would be cool to do for National Puppy Day. I think a lot of people in here are creative, they just don't give themselves the time to actually think through that. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing that's that's interesting that, I, that we've seen a lot, we're seeing it within our company and a lot of other companies is, you know, we used to just have a sales manager, and, and Ashley's very familiar with this, that was responsible for all the leasing, all the marketing, all the events, all the content, all the, you know, basically doing everything. And when they when they didn't, and they only did two posts instead of three posts, you know, it was like, okay, well, how'd you miss something? It's like, well, I've, I've got 30,000 other things to do, and you wanted me to lease over here, and you wanted me to go do university relations over here. And so I see a lot of people creating a new position at properties, which is which is just focused on being content and just on the event, just on the experience. And we'd like to hear, you know, are you starting to see that? Are you finding value in being able to say, you know what, there are a few unicorns out there, but they're few and far between. Can we separate that and have somebody focus on that since it's such a big part of the marketing and leasing efforts now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Landmark Properties, we kind of have a, a two-fold position. We have an RSM, which is a resident service manager, and then we have a leasing marketing manager. Um, so we're kind of looking at it as um, ResLife for resident retention events in marketing and promotion, as well as outward promotion for, hey, newcomer, let me tell you how much you love us and how you want to be here type of marketing. Um, so we put a lot of focus on both sides. Um, and I think a lot of times, um, more times than not, we put a lot of focus on the outward marketing of getting new people, but we really should put a lot more focus on the internal retention of our residents. Um, and that goes back to creating those experiences, putting on those different um, events, and then just showing them, like, hey, you live here, you love it, and here's why you love it, because we're going to do X, Y, Z. And we're just showing you all the things that you're already a part of and just keeping you, like, constantly focused on the fact that this is the best place to be. Um, did I answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. Perfect. Uh, Sam, what are you seeing from from the from how posts have changed and the things that are working, the things that aren't working? You know, what what do you feel that you could kind of offer this group that's, of course, going to go back and post and do all that, and when they get back to their their real job um, in the next day and a half? But you know, what what do you see that that's working that you could give some advice on those types of posts? Yeah, and I think. Um Nay, Nay said this earlier, and I, I really love this word. Um, be intentful. Um, so many people post a post to, to check a box to do that. I think the content calendar concept's great. It's, um, it's definitely something, definitely grab that pamphlet and do it if you're not doing it yet. It's going to make your life a lot easier. Um, the other thing that we've really talked about, I mean, even, I guess, looking in the rear view a little bit this year is... How many of you guys know of remarketing ads? Is this some you know a word you guys have heard of or use? I, I think it's a great, great strategy, and I think it's one of the mis- most misused strategies out there today. Um, we were talking about this at a couple conferences ago, where people always say we want to stay in front of the customer. You know, we we want to make sure that we're back in front of them, and we want to stay in front of them if they're not converting. That's not necessarily wrong, but I think it can be better phrased. Um, if someone walks into your store and they don't you know, buy your, I, my friend works for Nike, so I always go to them. Um, if they don't buy your shoes right away, you're not going to go back out on the side of the street and say, hey, 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 Kevin, hey, Chris, you know, you didn't buy these, like, will you buy them again? Well, well, no, I said no the first time, I'm not really interested. So when you're using concepts like, and this goes down to all of your posts and getting back to being intentful, remarketing especially, give them a new message, give them another offer. 
try and nurture that potential lead down, you know, down the funnel. Just because they visited your website and they haven't converted yet doesn't mean it's a lost cause. Um, but I think a lot of people miss the opportunity in remarketing the same message and kind of getting lazy on that side. Um, posting just a post, not being as intentful as, they, as, intentful as they can. So um, that's why we're a big believer in the content calendar, you know, trying to get out ahead of it even just a little bit, but really crafting that message to that user as to where they are in that buyer's funnel. And it's, you know, not as simple as, you know, the three basic phases, but especially when introducing remarketing, you know, give them something else. Give them another, give them a reason that you're standing back in front of them. Um, I think that's kind of one of the bigger things we've learned in terms of like post engagement and how to properly target people throughout the journey. Awesome. I think something that, that the site teams struggle with is how to kind of like add that time into their day. Um, from a corporate level, we ask a lot from our teams, literally every second of the day, and it kind of feels like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to ever leave this place for our teams. But in actuality, um, if we think back of all, like I call it the fluff moments in the day that were just like chit-chat and, hey, how was your day? Oh, what did you have for lunch? Um, and, and utilizing it and being very, the key word that we've been saying is intentional. Um, being really intentional with that time and that could even just be like an hour in your day of doing stock photos or stock video or coming up with a, col a content calendar. Uh, and, and that will make a big difference to your on-site team. And for you, Nay, I mean, now that's, you know, we, we've done a lot of kind of looking back and kind of figuring out what, what we can learn from. From a resident reach perspective and you, you know, where, where do you see, you know, already, and of course in 2019, because we're already, uh, you know, over halfway through 2019, but looking ahead, where do you, what are you focused on at, at your at your company level? Yeah, we're focused a lot on um, attribution, 100%. Um, I want to, the vision is <clears throat> when someone generates a lead, we have it where they we got their name, phone number, email, right? Because they're getting an offer for um, whatever leasing incentive that you might be running. I'd like to be able to have a dashboard, we're, we're working on this, where the lead comes in, we already have that, that's cool. But... I want the status to start populating based off of our Entrada integration where then we can see tour signed, right? And then we can be able to know, because literally be able to know they saw the ad, they maybe they went back to the website, then we hit them with a different offer, and then they signed a lease. So then we can know, um, all right, we need to double down on this offer or this strategy, things like that. Um, that's just what's been super important to us. Um, I think I think everyone loves that the most is, hey, we spent this much, we got this much back. Awesome. We good on time? Uh, got a couple questions. Yeah. We'll let everybody else. So the, one of the themes I gathered from this talk was about video and the importance of video as opposed to photos, stock photos. And I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. When I think about video, I think about very well-produced video, yet I think that's perhaps becoming less important. It's more maybe students want more gritty, more realistic versus facade. I'm curious, speaking to us about the production value of the video, and I understand intent and not just saying, okay, we got to do this, let's do it in five minutes and get it done, but at the same time, how good does the video have to look, in your opinion, for residents to take it seriously? TikTok, huge, low value. Really, um, that's 
a quick answer to that um, as far as value. But then also, there's a lot of residents that live in your property that have professional you know, equipment and have professional level uh, development. Um, we actually use one of our residents to create all of our video content for two of our properties in Raleigh. And it's amazing. You cannot tell the difference between him versus someone who made $10,000 for a marketing video. Um, use your resources. Figure out your gems on your property, gems within your team. I mean, I had an influencer that had 25K followers. We had no idea until we were like, holy crap, where have you been for a whole year? You need to be on this team and working with us and use your own resources. That's the quickest answer I can give for you. Yeah, but, but definitely always keeping, I mean, everybody's kind of talking about being organic now, which I think that's very impactful to do because that's what we're seeing success is when we do out the stock stuff or things that you can tell was like we got a couple people together and they're not actually really residents. They actually just work for us. They're our CAs. And we had them create a video on how happy they were. It's pretty obvious that, that we did that. So I also think, you know, you want to have it good and clear, but also making sure like that the residents actually can feel, okay, this is, this is something real. Yeah, huge. I dropped my oatmeal. Um, I just made, I know it sounds random, but uh, I made this super good oatmeal. My friend said, dude, try putting peanut butter and bananas. I'm like, dude, that's too much. You know, I just like the microwave, take it out, and I'm good. Um, but I really did it, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then as I was stirring it, I knocked it over, and it spilled all across the floor, went up on the oven. It was crazy. So I just had my brother grab my camera, um, like my phone, and I'm like, you know, today is a great opportunity and the oatmeal is all in front of me. And I'm like, don't drop the oatmeal, man, right? So that literally was one of my best performing videos. This is for my personal profile um, <laughs> ever. Like people, I saw people, I didn't even know they followed me. They're like, man, that oatmeal was so funny, bro. I'm like, wow. So I didn't, I'm like, I, I really felt like I was a celebrity for a moment. They're like, oatmeal guy. I'm like, hey. So... That's the same approach we take with um, when we talk about training your on-site staff. Like, same thing. is just phone, <laughs> right? It's super cool. So I know we talked a lot about authentic social media content. One of my questions for you guys is, do you all adjust to the social media or Facebook, Instagram algorithm shifts? How do you guys focus on that while also focusing on lead to lease ratio? Sam, you want to take that one? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I've got uh, two concepts there. So lead to lease ratio and um, the algorithm shifts. I think a lot of the stuff that we've done as new parts of the algorithm, like save stories that you can have, the little icons up there, utilizing those for different property categories, kind of, again, going back to intent, like authenticity when you've got resident events, getting residents involved and encouraging them to post and tag the property. That looks really great. Having them do a video for a 90 campaign on a rebrand you did, probably not the best use of resources there. Um, that's when you'll want a little bit more of a higher quality video. Um, going to the lead to lease stuff, um, we basically, so we treat all of our leads equal. We want to see if we're putting $1,000 on Facebook, $1,000 on Google AdWords, we're going to make sure that each lead has the same opportunity to convert. So that's going to be through a phone call, through an application started, through a contact us form, and then depending on the property, maybe another chatbot. So we create isolated environments for each channel to basically convert in those fashions. 
And then when you on the on-site team are looking at it within your dashboard, you'll see different tagged leads from different channels um, if you ever want to pull a source report. So I think they're, they're kind of two different concepts, but what I would, where they kind of play in hand in hand is Facebook and Instagram are without a doubt um, the most quickly changing lead generating platforms. So understanding the new functionalities and the new features and how you can measure and track those results are going to be very important. But on the contrary, tracking your results in a uniform manner is, going to what's, is what is going to level the playing field for all operators to make informed decisions on where to spend their marketing dollars. Do we have any other questions? Come on. I think we got time for one more. All right, go for it. Um, on the, well, one, how many people here are seeing like declining student enrollment or overbuilt um, markets? Like you have properties in those markets that you're seeing like, I mean, for example, Central Michigan University, they saw like a de decline of 4,000 students over a matter of two years. And they were putting like two people in five unit apartments, right? So um, in terms of, lead to lease ratio and talking about generating leads, we see offers working really well as the primary messaging um, for the ad. So as opposed to, we have an ad out there, come check us out. You know, hey, here's a YouTube ad, visit us, student housing at your school. No, we're coming like, hey, um, here's a $20 down for 2020. And now that in terms of cost for the owner, it's none. It's just a delay of money. So they're paying the rest of the money later. So I would get creative about the offers that you guys are promoting and being extremely specific in your ads saying, hey, click here to get the coupon. So now they're putting in their information like they're getting something instantly. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for rear view mirrors and windshields. Well, there you have it. Rear view mirrors and windshields. I hope you guys took a lot away from that. Um, like I said earlier, I've got some takeaways for you guys and some announcements. And joining me for these announcements as we talk about 2020 is Student Housing Insights' own Director of Marketing, Kristen Hahn. Woo! How hey. are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. You, you were away from us for a few days to go see Mickey Mouse. I was, and it was amazing. But yeah. I'm a huge Disney nerd, so. A huge Disney nerd. Huge. And if anybody's on the SHI community, they know all about it. They know all about it. So you definitely need to get onto the community. So you can see all of my Mickey posts. So, hey, I wanted to just talk to everybody, not about Mickey, but actually <laughs> about um, about what's coming up in 2020. Yeah, it's a big um, year. I've gotten a lot of questions about, hey, where are you doing the summits next year, Wes? I don't want to go into too much on it. We do have four regional summits planned again. We do. Um, and they're so good. They are good. They're so good. Um, I will go into when they're going to be. 
which is going to be May and June. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another one in September, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, there's a lot of details on that one before I can tell you much about it, but that one's coming. And then we've also got uh, one in October. So, yeah, this is not something that we don't we don't want to do these things when... Yeah, they're going to interfere with the leasing season and everything else. So that's the reason we're doing them in those months so that our audience, which are mostly site-level managers, they don't have to worry about stepping away from their property when all their residents are are there and in full effect and they're trying to get everything done for the, for the leasing season. So anyway, um, so yeah, those are coming. Again, we're doing four. Uh, we're spreading out a little bit this year across the country with those four. So just stay tuned for more information on that. And then we're doing something new this year called market meetups. I'm super excited about those. <laughs> I'm, I'm very super excited about it as well. Um, so a little bit about market meetups. Um, you spent a lot of time on site. Mm-hmm. And how well did you really, how how many opportunities were there for you to meet with student, uh, or excuse me, with university administration? Well, honestly, there was only one that I can remember and it wasn't really interactive. So it was basically us sitting down and looking at a PowerPoint of numbers that we didn't really care about, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so so not very much. And even at that, we weren't allowed to really talk amongst ourselves, other property managers, other players in the industry in our market. So yeah, not a whole lot going on. <laughs> yeah, so you know what, and we see that all across the country, and we really wanted yeah. to, um, we wanted to be able to facilitate something that actually allows, you know, our audience, which is mostly off campus, to to be able to to have, uh, you know, uh, an event. Um, we're not talking about a two day, three day event or anything like that. Yeah. We're talking like two hours we're talking like happy hour hour. at a coffee house or something to that nature um and what we're in the middle of doing is there's going to be uh we're planning 12 of these all across the country and we're going to be going to these markets and you'll be getting an invite all off-campus student housing properties will be getting an invite in advance and we are also bringing in the student housing administrators, as well as other administrators from uh, on campus. And there will be two different presentations, panels, one by College House Research, and then also one by the by the university administration. So it's going to be, I, I, it's, it's going to be really cool. I, I really would um, encourage everybody to, you know, make sure that you're part of the SHI community so that you know that these are coming up and check on the website to, uh, to get tickets and all that information is going to be coming soon. Um, so just keep looking at the website for that and listening to the podcast. But speaking of the SHI community. Speaking of the SHI community. You've been doing a lot of work on it. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> we've been doing a, you've been doing a lot of planning on how yes. we're up in our 
community game. Up in the ante. So we actually have a million different things going on for 2020 for the SHI community. So shameless plug, you need to go be a part of it. But one of the really cool things that we are in the process of is an actual student housing industry update newsletter. So it's bi-weekly. It's going to be written by amazing industry professionals, top performers, vendors, etc. And it's all going to be stuff that either you may not know about or is brand new in the industry, innovative ideas, concepts, trends, all of that. So we're super excited about that. But in order to get it, you do need to be subscribed. So that's definitely a super important thing to do if you're interested and just because you do it so much better than i do oh no please just a quick walk through someone's in front of their laptop yeah they pull up student housing insight or maybe Absolutely. they're on their phone and they pull up studenthousinginsight.com where do they go from there so once you go to www.studenthousinginsight.com, you'll look in that top right hand corner, you'll see login, you'll go ahead and click login, although you do not have a login yet, that's what we're getting to. So you'll go ahead and click sign up once you click login, and you'll enter all of your information, including email first and last name, so that way we can get you subscribed, and you'll be good to go. Feel free after you sign up to go ahead and upload your bio, which can be fun, professional, whatever you want it to be, as well as a profile picture. And go ahead and make your first post. We'd love to see what you're interested in. Yeah, we had a couple of first posts this week, and um, it's it's cool to um, see how the community's taken off. So I appreciate you um, spending the time on that, as well as with social media. Of and course. Speaking of I social media, we've got a huge <laughs> announcement. Huge. Oh, my gosh. We're on TikTok. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, Wes. You know, it's it's amazing that the millennial is, yeah. is the one that had so much angst and, uh-huh. and everything against uh-huh. us joining TikTok. Yeah. But I kept saying, this is a Gen Z thing. It is like, a Gen Z we thing. Got, yep. We got, we got to be up with it, even though the properties <laughs> aren't watching it. it. And I know yeah. the properties aren't watching no it because properties. guess what, properties? You're not on TikTok. Guess what, properties? You better well, get on TikTok. <laughs> at least they don't use the hashtag student housing. Because, yeah. yeah. I, I'm constantly I doing student it. housing searches yeah. on TikTok. And there's some good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Congrats. To, look it up really quick. What's the what's uh-huh. the one group? Uh, I think it's a, it's a UK-based group. It's a great question. It's actually... So, yes, the student housing company, who's currently got 815 followers, which is three posts. Yeah, congrats to them for being on TikTok. A UK company showing up everybody in the U.S. by being ahead of the trend. Check that out. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got TikTok. How do people find us on TikTok? They go to, <laughs> they, gotta down- <laughs> they gotta download the app. First you have to download TikTok, which is spelled T-I-K-T-O-K, F-Y-I, L-O-L. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
snort is going to go at the front of this podcast. No. <laughs> you could do that's like a tag <laughs> to find out what that's about. Stay on till the end. Okay, anyway. Oh. So once they get on TikTok, they can actually look at it. We got to download the app. Yeah, so yeah. you have to download TikTok, obviously. Yeah. But once you're past that part, then you actually can search for different users. So SHI is under SH Insight. Which so, also spells Shinsight. Shinsight. So <laughs> either way, whatever's easiest to remember. I don't know who came up with that handle, but hey, you know. you know what? <laughs> They're very restricted. <laughs> but Did you do underscores? Ugh. I don't know. You don't have to look it up now. I just I don't know. Okay. This is just a question. But anyway, look up Shinsight and you'll see some interesting things. And you know, the account that we have with good old TikTok, it's our daily lives. So if you're interested to see what that looks like here at the office. Yeah, we're go. not posting I mean I I hope we get to the point of of doing some really good content, but Oh for sure. Right now, it's just us being goofy. It I is. mean, that's basically what it comes down to. So it is. It if you is. want some, yeah, day in the life of um, of student housing insight, us building this company, um, our co working office, <laughs> um, that's the place to do it. Yeah. And that's where the fun stuff is. Yeah, and right now. If y'all jump on board now, you'll be able to see all the times we screw up or post really stupid things, like AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can see, you can see Kristen's dirty AirPods. On. They're not dirty. <laughs> Rude. So, life hack: you can actually get the teacher putty, the teacher tack putty yeah. stuff, and and clean that stuff out. That is the smartest thing I have ever heard. Now I have to find a teacher. It, it's teacher tag. It's not. Yeah. Teachers you just don't said make teacher it. Oh. It's, just, it's the blue stuff. You just, you blue know, you stuff. like put posters up. See, I always had white stuff. It was either white or I'm green. Just... So thanks <laughs> for listening today on the Student Housing Insight Podcast. And again, a big thanks to Euphorus VR for sponsoring today's episode. Take care, guys. 